Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this is episode number, what was the number? 101, Sticking with a Camera Brand. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Welcome to another video podcast slash normal podcast, depends on where you're watching this, of the Filming with Josh podcast. That is a mouthful. If you are new to the podcast, I want to thank you for joining today. If you are watching this on YouTube, please know that we are also on Apple, Google Play, Podbean, and Spotify, so you can listen while you're driving down the road. And if you are watching it on one of those platforms, do know that this is our second video podcast since as of episode 100, which was the last episode, we have moved over to um, doing video podcasts moving forward. So if you want to watch this podcast, you can go to YouTube and look for the Filming with Josh podcast under the Rustic River Media YouTube page. By the way, my YouTube is a disaster. My YouTube channel, I've never really posted much on YouTube. I think I have a bunch of old stuff on there. I don't even know if I have much stuff. I don't know. I obviously need to clean house on my YouTube channel and take control of it. It's just not something I ever really do much of. I'm not much of a YouTuber. It's not really my thing. Um, I don't ever want it to be my thing. It's just not my thing. I want to stay in my lane. Um, That is a kickback to last week's podcast episode, but I digress. (laughs) Either way, go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and you should start seeing some new content, including our new video podcast. Um, if you are new to the filming with Josh, filming with Josh is your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks here on the podcast. We talk about all things video from script writing and storyboarding to how to price your work. We talk about it all on this podcast. We also have a Facebook group called filming with Josh. So be sure to go over to Facebook, type in filming with Josh and ask to join the group today. The filming with Josh Facebook group is a continuation of this podcast and is also a place where you can go and share your work, ask for feedback and things of that nature. So go to Facebook, type in, type in, filming with Josh and ask to join the group today. So I did not do a podcast last week. We're a couple weeks off. Um, and that's because I was at Stephen F. Austin State University where I went to college shooting five videos for an upcoming series that I'm doing for them. In fact, that's what I have on my screen in front of me right now and is a DaVinci Resolve project file. You, I don't know if you can see that. Let me see if I can move the camera here for those of you watching. You can see that. But yeah, essentially, I am working on a series of videos for Stephen F. Austin State University. These are kind of to honor some donors at the university. And uh, this this project we shot for five days last week, 17 interviews. We did 17 interviews in like three and a half days, just under four days. And then the rest of the time I shot sporting footage. I also shot a commercial project for their college of business last year. So I have a bunch of video footage on file. Um, so I'm combining some of last year's video content with a lot of stuff I shot this time. Cause there's a lot of footage I did not use last year. Um, so I shot some new content, shot, um, a whole bunch of 17, like I said, 17 interviews, and I'm cutting it all together to make a uh, series of videos for them. So I've been working on that, kind of getting things uh, together for my editor right now. But I wanted to knock out a podcast over a topic that was on my mind while I was at SFA shooting this project. And that is why I believe you should stay with one 
camera brand. And we're going to dive into all the reasons why, but I want to start off the podcast by saying this. Even though this podcast is going to be an argument for sticking with one brand of camera, I do think it is important that you learn how to operate more than just one brand of camera. Because let's say you are a freelance DP and maybe you own a bunch of Canon gear, but you know that you're going to get hired to work for other companies to freelance for them. And maybe they have um, Aries, maybe they have Reds, maybe they have Sonys that they might want you to operate. So being familiar with menus and button layouts on other cameras and other brands of cameras, I think has a value. So despite the fact that I am suggesting in this podcast that you should stick with a branded camera as an owner operator, I do think having a basic level of understanding on how to operate other brands, how other brands work, does go a long way because you never know when you might be working for someone on a freelance or contract basis and you need to operate their gear. Or maybe you want to rent a different camera for a specific project. Just understanding how to operate other cameras does go a long way. But now that I got that out of the way, I want to dive into the meat of this podcast, which is why I believe you should stick with one camera brand as an owner operator specifically. So most of you who have been following this podcast know by now I am a longtime Sony shooter. I've been a Sony shooter for over a decade. Um, I've counted the other day, I think I owned, I've owned over the years like 32 cameras or something like that, not including like drones and GoPros and things like that, but actual cameras. I've owned, I think, 32 different models. And some of those models I've had duplicates of. Right, right now I have two Sony A1, so that's not counting that. It's just different models. I've had 32 different cameras. I've owned a bunch of other brands of cameras outside of Sony. So I've owned, obviously, Sony, but in addition, I've had Canon, Blackmagic, Panasonic, Fujifilm. I even have had an Olympus camera once at the very beginning of my career. So I've owned a lot of different brands of cameras. I've also worked with other cameras on top of that. But out of the 32 different models that I've owned in my career, the vast majority have been within the Sony system. Now I'll give a, a brief explanation as to why I shoot with Sony, but the, the podcast doesn't really have anything to do with a particular brand. It's just more a concept of sticking with one brand. But I'll quickly say why I shoot with Sony. I shoot with Sony because I think they have the most complete ecosystem. From the top, which is the Venice 2, all the way down to the bottom, whether you're talking about like an APS-C mirrorless camera like their A6700, Sony has a entire lineup of cameras for every person, every budget, every scenario that you could think of. And all of their cameras have the same lens mount, all of their modern cameras have the same color science, and all of their cameras can shoot 10-bit video or higher if you go up to their higher-end cameras, and all of their cameras have the ability to shoot an S-Log3, S-Gamma 3 Cine. again, talking about their more modern versions. But whether you buy a Venice, a Venice 2, a Burano, an FX9, an FX6, an FX3, an FX30, an A7S3, an A1, an A7R5, uh, an A7 IV, an A6700, um, an a, A93 that just came out, it doesn't matter what model you buy, they all are going to be based on the Sony E-mount system. They're all going to have S-Log3. They're all going to have a similar color science, and they're all going to be able to shoot 10-bit or higher video today. So no matter what your budget is and no matter what your project is, Sony's got a camera for you. That's why I don't own other brands of cameras or partially why I don't own other brands of cameras because if I needed something better than what I currently have, I would just get a higher-end model within the same ecosystem. So if I, as, as an owner-operator, I own an A7, or excuse me, a FX6 and FX3, 
and two A1s. Those are my four cameras I own. But if I had a project where I wanted something more than that, for some reason, maybe more color fidelity in post, and I wanted to rent a different camera, I wouldn't jump brands. I would stay within the same brand. I would go to the Burano or the Venice or Venice 2. And all of those cameras have the ability to run E-mount. Um, and all of those cameras have a similar color science and similar menu structure and similar log curve to what I already own. So if I go and rent a Burano or a Venice or a Venice 2, for example, I'm going to stay within the same ecosystem I already have. So a lot of my accessories will still work and I will still have a, a, a basic understanding of the menu layout and the, the buttons and features because it's just a different model within the same ecosystem. And I'm a huge believer of that. So if I wanted to work on a project and for some reason wanted to get a, a bigger camera that can have more color fidelity, I would stay within the same ecosystem. I wouldn't jump ship and go to like area red or something like that because I don't need to. I know my camera brand. Now, again, as I stated at the very beginning of this podcast, I do think that there is a valid reason for knowing how to operate other brands of cameras because, again, you never know on a contract basis when you might need to operate another brand of camera, whether you're renting it or working for someone else. But as far as myself and my projects that we do here in Rustic River Media under my company, we're going to stay within one system. And it's because of multiple reasons. One is the fact that what I just said, if we move up in the system to like the Burano, the Venice Venice 2, for example, all the accessories and things will still work. The menus will still work, et cetera. But the other is, and this is, in, in my opinion, one of the most important aspects of staying within one brand is the fact that the experience level that you get when you work with one brand goes a long, 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 long way. I know my cameras inside and out. When I was on this shoot um, last week at Stephen F. Austin, I worked with, I, I don't think I ever pulled one of my A1s out, but I did work with my FX6 and my FX3. And I've had my FX6 for over two and a half years now. I had an FS7 and FS7 Mark II before that. So the FX6 is obviously different than the FS7, but a lot of how the FX6 works is based off of the older FS7 model. So I'm very comfortable with my FX6 because I had the FS7 before it. I've been working, I mean, I, I, gosh, I got my first FS7 back in like 2016. So that's like, man, what is that? It's 2023 now. That's like eight and a half years or so that I've worked with the Sony F series of cameras. And so because of that, I understand so much about it. I have a lot of experience. I know the menus and the options and what they mean. And I know where things are. I know the strengths of these cameras. I know the weaknesses of these cameras. And so when I was on that shoot last week, when, whenever I picked up my FX6, my fingers knew where all the buttons were. My mind knew where every option in the menu was. I knew everything that I needed to know about that camera. I never had to think about anything. It allowed me to just free myself up to be creative and just to work on the project and, and focus more on directing and working with talent and working with the other people that were involved in the project rather than have to dig through menus to find something. Same with my FX3, right? Like I shot with it a lot as well as a B-cam on that project. I use it also a lot on, on my gimbal for certain things and for some time-lapse stuff. And the FX3, I, I've been shooting with it for a couple of years now. So I know that camera inside and out as well. I know its menus. I know where all the settings and things are. So for me, it's very, very easy to operate these two cameras. I know a lot of people that will have one brand of camera that they'll use for like 
their run and gun stuff, their corporate stuff. And so they'll have like maybe an FX6 for that. But then they'll go and buy something like a red V Raptor for their commercial work or what they call their higher end work. And I just, I don't agree with that concept. If you're working for someone else and they specifically ask you to do that, that's one thing. But as an owner operator, to me, that's a waste of time and money to go and jump into a completely different system just to use on a different set of projects makes no sense because honestly your your money is better spent on things like lighting and sound equipment hiring other people for the project rather than jumping to a completely different brand of camera i mean if you can't get a great image out of the current cameras you have today you're not doing something right like cameras today are amazing if you grab any camera today even the fx3 that i'm filming this on and 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 look this image is fine it's decent for what we're doing but it could be so good the the limitation of the fx3 that i'm using to film this podcast right now is me right like right now i didn't put a lot of effort into this podcast i threw a camera up and have a blind open that's literally all i did for this podcast episode and so you know the lighting is changing outside as the sun is moving in and out of clouds and i'm not diffusing anything i'm not controlling the light at all because i'm knocking this podcast out really quickly but if the image goes and, and, and looks okay, if it doesn't look amazing, it's not the FX3, it's me. It's because I didn't take the time to diffuse the window and control the light. I just threw a camera on sticks and started filming a podcast episode. So the limitation here isn't my camera. I wouldn't go buy a bigger camera to have a better podcast. I would just do a better job with what I'm working on, right? I would, I would do a better job of controlling lighting and shaping light and paying attention to the framing. I would add light behind me if I really, really cared, but I don't because it's a podcast episode. But the limitation here on on this podcast or the quality of it is is not the camera I'm using. It's me and how much effort I put into it. So the same is true with any project you do, whether you're doing a run and gun event project with an FX6 or whether you want to take the FX6 and go shoot a $50,000 commercial, the limitation isn't the camera. It isn't the FX6. It's you, right? If you're running and gunning and you're shooting with available light, it's going to look completely different than if you go on a large commercial project and you take the time to light everything. You bring in a grip truck, you bring in a talent who actually knows what they're doing, you know, not just grabbing your buddies and sticking them in front of the camera, you know, there's a huge difference. And so like being able to play into how you shape light, play into the glass that you're using to film on, uh, paying attention to set design, the clothing even that people wear, all of those things affect the image. So if you feel like you need a different camera to get a different quality of product, nine times out of 10, it's just you and the amount of work and effort you're putting into the camera. Now, does that mean that, or putting into the image in front of the camera rather. Now, does that mean that more expensive cameras don't have a place? No, of course not. I mean, the Venice 2, the Venice, even the Burano, for example, from the Sony ecosystem perspective, they obviously have a little more color fidelity because they can shoot to a stronger codec. They can handle a little bit more post-grading flexibility, but the amount of people that genuinely need to jump to those cameras for a project is very slim. And if you took a camera like the Venice 2 and you lit a scene creatively and you paid attention to the small details and then you slotted in an FX3, which I'm using right now to film this podcast, next to the Venice 2, the two images are going to look very, very similar. The Venice 2 cost way more money than the FX3. And yes, it's going to have more color fidelity and a little bit more room to massage the image in post. But the reality is, is that if you do a good job of lighting, you don't have to massage your image a lot in post. 
right? You should be paying attention to what you're doing in front of the camera. So the truth is, is if you take a Venice 2 and you slot a beat cam as an FX3 and as a beat cam on, on a shoot right next to it, the image is going to look largely the same between the two cameras. There will be some differences, but to 90% of people out there, they won't be able to see the difference because at the end of the day, what really matters is what you're doing in front of the camera, not the camera itself. Again, there are specific reasons to have different cameras. Like if you are shooting wildlife and you specifically need high frame rate options with high resolution crop options, you might look at something like the red, um, red V-Raptor Rhino edition, which is a super 35 camera that's got a lot of different frame rate and resolution options. It's great for filming wildlife. So there's a specific reason to have a camera like that. But nine times out of 10, you don't need a different camera to produce a different quality product. You just need to put a little bit more effort into what you're doing in front of the camera. And maybe you spend the same amount of money, but you spend it on lighting and sound and things like that, all of which are gonna give you a better product than a new camera will. I believe and come from the theory that if you stick with one brand of camera and you get to know it inside and out, you learn everything about that camera, you will be better in the long run for it than simply having a bunch of different brands of cameras. Oh, I'm going to shoot red for this type of project and Sony for this type of project. And for my photography, I'm going to shoot Canon. I literally know people who do that. And that makes absolutely no sense to me. Stick with one brand of camera, get good with it. Know everything there is to know about that camera. Learn it inside and out. Spend years with that camera. I, I want to have my FX6. I have my FS7s for five years. I want to have my FX6 for longer than that. I want to have my FX3 for longer than that because these cameras are good enough for pretty much anything I'm ever going to do. Even my really high-end projects where we're putting a lot of money into the final product, I'm not worried about the cameras. I don't think the cameras, either of these cameras, are going to be a limitation to me. I'm, I'm spending more time and energy and taking that money and focusing it more on the actual production not just the cameras. The cameras are not the limiting factor. It's where I'm, I'm putting my time and effort and money elsewhere that matters the most. So I don't believe that these cameras are a limitation at all in any way, shape, or form. And I, I subscribe, again, to the theory that I'm better off by sticking with one brand of camera, running one brand of camera for many, many years because my fingers know where the buttons are, my mind knows where everything is in the menus, and I can just shoot creatively and not have to pay attention to the camera. My cameras are so fine-tuned that I literally have... Uh, if you go to the save load settings on your cameras, uh, specifically Sony cameras, I have different presets for different situations. So like if I'm live streaming, I have a live stream preset. If I'm shooting um, for like uh, anything that has to do with broadcast or anything where I don't want to shoot in log, I've got a preset for that. If I'm shooting in um, Cine EI, I've got it, which I do most of the time, I have a preset for that. And all of the settings change on my camera based on what preset I use. But I've taken the time to dial my camera's menus in and to create these different presets. So when I show up for a job, it's like, hey, this is a live stream. Pick the live stream preset on all four of my cameras and they're all ready to go for live streaming. And all the settings and things are all dialed in perfectly. And then I can just get to work. I don't even have to think about anything else because my cameras are ready to go. And when I leave the live stream and I hop in my truck and I drive 10 hours the other direction to go shoot a commercial project, I switch to Cine e, the Cine EI preset on my camera cameras and, and they're ready to go as soon as I get there. And so I don't even have to think about it because I have everything so dialed in because I spend so much time with these cameras. I know them so well. They are a part of me. They are an extension of me. And when a camera becomes an extension of you, that's when 
I believe you become really good as a camera operator. And so again, I, I think it's important to, to know how to operate other cameras because you never know when you're going to have to. But as an owner operator, I think the the value of understanding your cameras and your tools inside and out, knowing where everything is in the cameras, understanding every feature and function, understanding how to dial them in. I think that goes way further than having a bunch of different brands because you think one brand is going to give you a better product than another brand. Learn your camera inside and out. Get really good with your camera and stick with it and spend your time, money, and energy on your bigger projects on, on the rest of the production, not the cameras. If you do that, I believe you'll create a better end product because you are a more experienced user. If someone hires me, they don't have to worry about me looking through the menus on to, to figure out how to do something on my cameras because I know where everything is and I can get there instantly. And the value is sticking with one brand of camera and I don't care what camera you shoot with. I don't care if you shoot with Canon or, or Nikon or Red or Blackmagic or whatever, but sticking with one brand of camera beyond just like the like a single camera, if you stick with an entire brand, it's going to carry, like the things you learn are going to carry with you from generation to generation. You know, there are a lot of people that used to shoot with Canon back in the day and they jumped ship to move over to Sony. And when they did that, they had to learn a whole new ecosystem. They had to learn where all the different things were in the menus and they had to figure out all the different buttons and stuff. But for people who stuck with Canon, generation after generation, they got to keep the same like menu structure for the most part, the same button layouts for the most part from body to body. So as they continued to grow in their career and new camera models came out, yeah, they might have a different camera than they did, you know, last year, but the basics are still the same. The muscle memory is still largely the same. When an FX6 Mark II comes out or an FX whatever, FX8, I don't know what's coming out next, but let's just say another model comes out in two, three years. And let's say I'm, I'm, I get ready to buy that. It might be a different model than the FX6 that I'm really used to now, but I'm not going to have any issues transitioning because I understand the Sony menus. I understand the Sony layout and everything that I know from Sony now will for the most part still be applicable to that next model and then the model after that and the model after that. Whereas if I just jumped ship and went to another brand or bought another brand and had two different brands, I would not develop that same kind of cohesiveness. I think that that kind of cohesiveness, that kind of level of understanding of a camera makes you a better camera operator and takes that off your plate on a shoot. So you're not trying to figure things out. You know where everything is because you've been shooting with the same stuff essentially for a decade or more. I've been shooting with Sony, like I said, for over a decade. Things have changed over the last decade, but a lot of the principles are still the same. And so I have no issues today operating the cameras because I, I've, I've grown with them for over 10 years. I know them inside and out. And yeah, if you grabbed a, a camera I had 10 years ago from Sony and you compare it to the one I have today, there are definitely some changes, but I've grown with the system. I know the system inside and out and I'm a better shooter for it. And I can spend more time on set focusing on the other things that I believe matter far more than the camera. So I am a fan of sticking with one brand of camera. And if you are listening to this podcast and you've been kind of contemplating getting another camera so that you can have a different model for different situations or different brand for different situations, I want to encourage you not to do that. Stick with what you have. Or if you truly want something different, stay within the same ecosystem so everything continues to work cohesively and so that you can be a better camera operator. Don't go chasing different brands because you think it's going to give you a better product. 
learn how to do things right in front of the camera and put your time and money there. And if you truly need a different model for a situation, do your best to stay within brand and go to something like if you're a Sony shooter, go to something like a Burano Venice or Venice 2. Don't go to an entirely different brand because it's going to somehow magically make your work better because it's not. You become good with the camera. You become cohesive with the camera and you will truly become a great camera operator. That's my theory. Anyways, thanks guys for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are not yet subscribed, be sure on one of the various platforms to subscribe to the podcast. And if you wouldn't mind, please rate the podcast. Let me know how you like it, um, whether you really like it or whether you don't. If you, for some reason, don't like the podcast, let me know. You can always shoot me an email at josh at rusticriver.media. And be sure to go and join the Filming with Josh group on Facebook. I'll see you all there. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.